Hey friends, welcome back to The Rift, Enlightenment Within the Divide. This is Sam Denning, your host. Joining me again today is Jay Plyburn. Uh, he was the first person that I talked to on this podcast about uh, his caravan, his trek uh, all over the United States. And right now he's on the West Coast and he and I thought this was a good opportunity to you know, see what all has transpired and see if it was how he thought it was going to be, or, you know, just to kind of give us details on what all he's been doing on this journey with his wife. So, uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. Jay, welcome back. Thank you, Sam. Good to be back. Yeah, so we were talking before this and uh, before I started recording, and you said you're on a beach. So, yes, we are currently at Lake Powell, which is uh, has a nice beach around it. It's, it actually is on the Utah-Arizona border is where we're currently camping. Oh, wow. I bet you that I'd, yeah. it's probably beautiful. Oh, it's incredible. The sun just set here. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's 945 here on the East Coast. It's been dark for a couple hours. Um, well, Yeah, we were talking about the, the differences in the time earlier. It's interesting here because uh, Arizona does not recognize daylight savings time. So it's a different, uh, the computer says one thing and the phone says another thing because we're right on the border of Utah and Arizona. Utah does recognize daylight savings time. So it's, it's there's an hour difference depending upon what part of this area you're standing in, which is kind of weird to try and wrap your mind around. Yeah, that would be, I mean, if you were, if you actually lived there too, that would be kind of crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, confusing. Well, before you get into what you are doing there, um, how about you tell us how you got where you are and what all you've encountered since we last spoke, which to refresh your memory, you probably remember, but you know, you were getting everything situated. I think you were about to hit the road in a week when we last talked. Right. Yeah, so we left Georgia, the Atlanta area, about 10 weeks ago. It's been about two and a half months, hard to believe. Um, and it has been incredible. We have, um, for anyone who didn't didn't hear the first time around, we were just kind of national park hopping and visiting cities of interest, states we've never gotten to travel through, and points of interest, national monuments, national forests, just, just places we've always wanted to see and, and things that we're going to experience that we maybe um, didn't have a chance to because of our one or two week vacations that we got every year. So my wife had quit her corporate job. Um, I found out that my department with NBC Atlanta was dissolving in the middle of this global pandemic. And so we finished renovating our van and hit the road in August. And it has been just outstanding. We have of, um, in just the past week, we visited all five national parks in Utah, um, and that's we we're moving fast. We've, we've kind of periodically we've had uh, deadlines, so to speak, places we wanted to get by a certain time because the season was coming to a close, uh, meaning that there wouldn't be as many backcountry permits available or any available, and then other times of our 
that was where we've had people that we wanted to meet up with that were going to be in a certain area and we wanted to get there to meet up with them. Um, but for the most part, we have just been going at our own pace, you know, seeing everything we want to see, not really rushing um, with a couple of exceptions, but it's been, it's been really very rewarding. Uh, not working has been, has been great. Yeah. I mean, we, we're just, we're, we're not working. We've, we've toyed with the idea of getting remote jobs. We've not gone down that route yet. So we've just been, uh, living off of our savings and, um, and that's been pretty easy to do if you consider the fact that we don't have, uh, we're not paying rent on a place. We don't, we don't have, you know, really any major bills other than cell phone bill and, um, paying you know, insurance on the vehicle. Um, there have been some expenses pop up and you, you nailed it on the head when we first talked about this to say the vehicle is going to cost you along the way. And you would have been right. The vehicle has been expensive, but it has, it has held up well, knock on wood. Um, Big Willie is what we call our van. Yeah. And uh, it's, but it requires maintenance as, as any car would, especially a car that's 20 years old. When we got it, it had 200,000 miles on it. So we've had a few brake lines replaced. We've had a, a fan that went out on us. Actually, that was kind of a, a scary encounter in the middle of a national forest where we had no service on our cell phones. We heard this crazy noise in the engine. And I pulled over, couldn't tell what was going on and started driving some more. And then I lost power steering and it was really kind of a bizarre situation. Yeah, it was, it was scary. Um, you know, we were still a couple hours from sundown, so it's not like it was in the middle of the night or anything, but we had to drive on this road, uh, to the, to the nearest phone. The town was about 30 minutes away. <laughs> um, and so I just had to muscle the steering wheel to get it to turn into this parking lot and we had to get towed out of there. That was actually near um, Eagle, right, is the, the town we ended up going to, um, which was near in Idaho, yeah. Oh, wow. What, what was the name of the town? Near Boise. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, okay. What's that? What was the name of the town you said? Eagle. We got towed oh. to Eagle, Idaho, just outside see, of the, Boise. The farthest I've ever been out west was Idaho. Um, cause I, I did, a, oh, really? I did a geological field mapping course when I was in college and we, we took like the Northern, you know, I think it was I 80 all the way up the North from, right. from uh, Lehigh, Pennsylvania, all the way out. You know, we, we camped at a couple of national parks and uh, a couple of state parks. And I think we, I can't remember the town, but we, we ended out in Idaho at, uh, there was a park there called craters of the moon, I think. I think yeah, was, yeah, yeah. We didn't actually get to go through there, but we yeah, and that we have heard of that. That was one that we went to, and then we and then we drove as fast as we could back when we got done, and drove the whole thing back in like four days or something. <laughs> but um, but it was like a month and a half journey. So I did see that part of the country, and which has made me very jealous because I know the kind of sights you're seeing and that you have already seen because it's amazing. Yeah. So. It's amazing. It really is amazing. The West in general, I mean, it's just so vast. There's so much to see and do. Yeah. I said to someone, tell me if you think I'm right, but I said, uh, everything out there, cause I'm a geologist, you know, by training and everything, but, and there's a lot of geology around here, you know, but everything out there is just bigger. <laughs> like 
everything that you come across, everything that you see in these parks is all bigger. Oh, yeah. It's just vast. You know, you have nice, beautiful. 100%. Yeah, sorry. Well, and it's, it's you know, as you know, because you were there, we, we got married in the North Georgia Mountains almost exactly a year ago, which is beautiful. But, you know, after now seeing the Rocky Mountains and some of these other mountain ranges, it feels like those those are little foothills in Georgia where we got married. And those are, those seemed big at the time, but having now seen some monstrosities as far as mountain ranges are concerned and um, the, the canyon lands in Utah and, and just different places, there are some big, bad, awesome features in the West that you can see them in pictures, but you can't really appreciate them unless you stand at the base of one of these mountains. We were uh, at Zion National Park a few days ago, and it's just it's like everything is is just incredibly big out there and it's it's awesome it's great to be able to experience it firsthand so have you have you guys made it to california yet we have not so we um we had to really keep an eye on these wildfires that started popping up in the last few months as we continued trekking toward the west coast and at one point you know uh, Washington, Oregon, and California were all experiencing a variety of, of fires that were really detrimental. We weren't sure we were going to be able to go to any of those states, but as the air quality improved and the fires got put out, we did um, we did make it into Oregon. Actually, we spent our, our one-year anniversary in a little beach town called Yahats, um, which is a super cool, super cool place. We just wanted to be at the beach for our anniversary and then continued north along the coast up into Washington, um, into the Seattle area and, and visited some some different uh, national forests and whatnot and, and, and national parks in Washington. We actually did not go through California because the fires continue to burn out there. Um, we have detoured you, around California, hoping to hit that up next year. Have you been Have you been close enough that you can actually um, see? you know, smoke and things from the fires. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm just curious how far away you'd have to be to even see that. Like, could you see it from States away or what? I don't know. We, yeah. The, the smoke has carried across state lines. It's actually carried an incredible distance. Um, most of the smoke that we saw, like the first leg of our trip was in Colorado and there was smoke, um, obscuring some of the view of the Rockies there, but that was mostly from a fire that was happening in the Rocky mountain national park if i remember correctly and then um we've experienced smoke and haze in in a variety of places uh notably when we were in the grand tetons the day we arrived it was this beautiful view of the sunset over the grand tetons the next day you almost couldn't see the tetons which again is this massive mountain range um but the smoke was so so heavy because of those three states that were burning at the time the smoke was being carried over um so it was it was kind of kind of sad as it, as it muted some of the views, but I know, you know, obviously it's worse for the people who are dealing with it on the ground there in those States. Um, but oh, yeah. hopefully that's all disaster. becoming a thing of the past. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, well, let me kind of give, ask you some very specific questions. How many, how many national parks have you guys gone to so far and can you name them? How many national parks have we gone to so far? Now I can tell you almost exactly. Um, oh, she's reminding me. Yeah, we have a passport, a national park passport. I don't know if I could tell you off the top of my head how many we've been to. 
but I can I can look in this book here and tell you because we've got this national park passport book, so we get a we get a stamp. Um, so let's see, we got Mammoth Cave National. Is it okay? I know I'm cheating at this point. Oh no, that's fine. Yeah, detail them out because I think it's Mammoth Cave. Yeah, so we and this is I think in Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky, Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado. Glacier in Montana, which remains one of my absolute favorites. Yellowstone in Montana. Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. Yeah, it spans three different states. Crater Lake National Park in Oregon. Grand Teton National Park, which is in Wyoming. And, no, just Wyoming, okay. Olympic National and Arches National Park in Utah. Um, oh, Whitney hasn't filled out the rest of these yet. Canyonlands National Park, which is also in Utah. Capitol Reef National Park, which is in Utah. Rice Canyon National Park, which is in Utah. Zion National Park, which is in Utah. And Gateway Arch, yeah, which is in um, where the, the big arch is in Missouri. St. Louis. So what was that? A that's dozen? 13, I think it's 13. If I'm 13 counting right. Yeah. So we've been, we've been um, getting a sticker from each of the national parks and putting it on the back of our van just to kind of document where we've been. And then we've got little stickers, which we've been decorating a, a big capital P that we have for, you know, P of course, standing for park in this case, or Clyburn, I guess. <laughs> Right, I was gonna say, um, kind of don't let people fill in right. the blanks on that. You might get all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, um, but the national parks have been cool, and, and and I gotta tell you, for anybody who wants to visit national parks, that you have got to get the America the Beautiful Pass. It's offered to the National Park Service, and it was eighty dollars, and that allows you entry into every park in the country. You have usually three hundred and sixty-five days to use it. But most of these parks are like 30 bucks to get in. So it quickly pays for itself as long as you visit at least a few of them. Um, so we've, we've gotten our money's worth of the National Park Pass time and time. I mean, it would pay for itself just in Utah because there's five national parks there. That'd be on average about $150. Um, or you can just get the, the access pass, which has been great. You just flash it as you go through. Oh, man, that sounds... Like that was a good move. I mean, obviously you guys knew you were going to do that, but. Um, oh yeah. Well, so where, so here, so you've also probably hit some state parks too, I'm guessing. Um, maybe. Have sure. You? Um, I won't have you detail all those, but where, where all throughout the country has your van broke down <laughs> and you had to have replacements done? Oh God. Where, where have we broken down so far? Um, not far from Boise, we had to get, had, that was our one and only time it had to be towed, um, that I spoke about a minute ago. Let's see. We had to get a brake line replaced in Seattle. Um, we also had some work done in Denver. Um, so some pretty major cities, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. Um. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I feel like there was one other time. 
that was the biggest time because it was in all day or overnight. What was it? Oh, and then our window. Yeah, this was, this was, I'll take the blame for this because I, it's technically my fault. But about a week ago when we were in Salt Lake City, we were going to get dinner um, at a little local pizza place. And I drove down out of the parking lot trying to find parking. And it was just a dip in the in the parking lot as it went through this alley area. And I wasn't going fast by any means, but I certainly wasn't going slow enough. Our uh, hitch on the back that has a bike rack on it, it, it hit the concrete as I went down out of this parking lot. And the bike rack that's attached to it, it hit so hard that the, the bar of the bike burst our back window out oh, and just blasted through our rear window. I could um, totally see that happening. Oh, it was terrible. And it was like, well, crap, what do we do? We still ordered pizza from the place because we really wanted to try it. Um, thankfully, you know, again, a major metropolitan area, Salt Lake City, we were able to um, leave a voicemail for auto glass repair shop locally uh, that night. They called us the moment they opened the next morning at 8 and said, we'll have your glass panel here by 11. Shouldn't take more than an hour. And we were out of town, you know, that afternoon. So it was a really quick process. Set us back a little bit from what we were trying to do. We were going to go rafting down in Moab, Arizona the next day. We did not, I'm sorry, Moab, Moab, Utah. Um, we did not get to do that, but we still did get to Moab and do some camping with some friends. So, um, well, you know, a minor setback there. But Did the bike survive? It didn't do any damage to that bike, did it? The bikes survive. Yeah, they're mountain bikes. They've been through rain and snow and extreme heat at this point. The the, the bikes are taking a beating on a daily basis. But um, well, I was going to ask you that, and, and and some of these questions I'm asking you are maybe more about the travel than the actual destinations. But how? Mm-hmm. What kind of weather have you found yourself driving through? So we have we uh, we've lucked out with the weather almost the entire trip. It's been it's been really pretty nice, bearable. We experienced some extremes for the first time really in Yellowstone um, where it was in the teens at night and it was in the 70s during the day, which was just absurd to me. Um, but of course, you know, Yellowstone's kind of known for these ex- extreme features and everything else, so it wasn't wasn't too surprising. Past that, it's been pretty good. I mean, we've, we've seen some cold nights and warm days, um, but we recently just, we just headed south kind of in time for this cold front to move in. And the places where we visited in the past couple of weeks are seeing snow and ice and, you know, negative temperatures. I saw Yellowstone a couple of days ago was negative four degrees. Um, and wow. so, so we really did well to kind of stay out of the extreme cold. We haven't experienced too much rain. I mean, we went through a little bit of, of rain up in Northwestern Washington, as is to be expected in that part of the country. But, not too bad. And, and Seattle, actually a place that's known for kind of a, a lot of rain. Um, it was, it was raining the forecast every day that we were there and it never actually rained on us. So it was sunny the whole time, which was good because again, the van was being repaired while we were there. So we used public transit and rode our bikes around all over town, ready for the rain in our rain gear, but never actually experienced the rain. So also oh, you guys, we've been you guys doing have okay been with fortunate the with the weather. Yeah. Well, um, we've been very fortunate. We're, we're also prepared for extreme weather. We've got, you know, our sleeping bags. We did invest in a wool blanket because we knew we were going to be camping in very cold weather one night when we were, that was still at Yellowstone, right? 
Sawtooth National Forest. That's right. See, I got to check with my, my wife here. She keeps tabs on everything. Um, we awesome. did invest in a wool blanket because we knew it was going to be extremely cold that night and it was a lifesaver. Now, one one thing, and I, I don't remember well enough, but I for some reason it strikes me or struck me that uh, I did, when I went to do this uh, geologic mapping field course that I was telling you about, we camped out for five or six days in the Red Hills, which are just outside of Jackson Hole. And... Mm-hmm. You could see the Grand Tetons basically from there. And it reminded me that, and you correct me if I'm wrong because you've just been there, but the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone were basically just down the road from one another. Correct, yeah. The the Grand Tetons are just south of Yellowstone. Like you almost drive on um, the same far, road, basically. <laughs> yeah, you do. You could, If I remember correctly, you... To take the south exit of Yellowstone, so I think you can go out any which direction. But if you if you head out the south exit of Yellowstone, you go right in the north entrance of Grand Teton, um, and then if you continue south through the Tetons, you hit Jackson Hole, as you mentioned, which is a super cool little western town. Um, I think it's actually the only they have the only international airport that is within the confines of a national park or one of the only, oh, wow. whatever weird fact. Um, but yeah, they're right next to each other. I just and remember that that was weird. A lot of the national parks are very near each other. Yeah. Cause I, I just remember one day we were like, yeah, we're going to go to Yellowstone, like the whole group. And we rode for like an hour mm-hmm. or an hour and a half. I don't remember. It wasn't that long on kind of just along the, you could see the Tetons basically the whole time <laughs> and, you know, off in, yeah. the dist- off in the distance and then bam, oh, we're in Yellowstone. Uh, where at that time, yeah, old, yeah, old, right. old faithful wasn't so faithful anymore. I guess, you know, it's not as faithful now either. I mean, I'm sure it's still off. Well, we, we saw old faithful. Um, they, they had predicted it within the minute, you know, which I guess is pretty typical. It was not as exciting. Exciting as I maybe hoped. Uh, I don't know. It's just when we were there, it was extremely touristy, and we're doing our best to try and social distance, and it was just jam packed with people. So we're kind of sitting back away from where the crowd is, and there it was, skewing up into the air. What was cool was when we did some of the backcountry camping out there, we did our own hike and found one called Spray Geyser that had no one around. So we got to experience one of these super cool geothermal features without a crowd, without anybody else, actually. And um, so that was a special yeah, situation. Cool. Because yeah, we have a bunch cool. of screaming children and people taking pictures like everywhere well, else. Have you noticed, um, because you've been all over the country so far, I mean, like a lot of the country, have you noticed like people in different areas or different state parks or, or national parks or like is everybody acting about the same from your opinion? Or do you think that depending on where you've been, that some people don't care about social distancing? You know what I mean? I'm just curious if you've seen a mix. I have seen, um, yeah, we've seen a a lot of different people, especially at the national parks. Um, The overwhelming majority of people wear a mask at all times. I've been surprised by that because when we were still in Georgia, it was, it was kind of a hotbed of activity for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. People were not wearing masks in the grocery stores and all this. We were happy to get out of there. Needless to say, um, Everywhere we've been, even some of the small towns, it's, it's a mandate that you have to have your mask on 
not only inside, but outside as well. You see people, you know, in, in parks or just walking along the street with their masks on. And, and it sounds like fines are enforced in a lot of these places. Um, so I've been really impressed by that. The social distancing, however, while we try to do it, uh, we have not seen as many people doing that. Now, a lot of times it's hard to tell who already knows each other, you know, a family situation or friends that don't care if they social distance from each other. Um, in the national parks, you know, they're not really set up for people to be massively spread out in some of these, these areas where you do have a geyser or, you know, some special feature, a monument, like the more Um, touristy spots. Yeah. They're just, everybody's kind of herded to the same railing to look over and see. And, and it's, even though there's signs everywhere, social distance, we're not seeing that as much as what we would like to. Um, we're doing our part. We're, we're, we're trying to do our part to social distance, but it doesn't seem like everybody else is, but you know. Yeah. I was just curious own. maybe if you, if you could tell a difference on different parts of the right. country, you know, like, cause it seems like it, it is geographical how people behave, um, yeah. about it. Um, around here in Huntington, most people seem to be complying with the mask thing. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously do, but I always am skeptical of people that don't, don't really understand that. But, um, we haven't, we haven't gone anywhere uh, other than beach fork, uh, which we go to regularly. It's a, you know, a petty little state park compared to the, <laughs> compared to these yeah, national sure. parks. But, um, so, Love me some beach work, though. Yeah. Well, so when you, what is, when you get to the, get to these places, do you, have you been spending a good amount of time at all of them or, you know, or some of them you're just kind of driving through or, you know, what, what all do you do? You get out and bike and hike and stuff everywhere. Yeah. So, um, one thing we try to do in every area is at least find a hike, whether it's a, um, a short, you know, a day hike as we'd call it, just, you know, maybe a couple hours out or, um, or an overnight hike, which would obviously include our, our back, our full frame backpacks and our camping gear. Um, we try to hike really everywhere we go. Some places, uh, many places actually, we also will pull the mountain bikes off the by the back and, and, and go through town. Some places of, you know, noteworthiness in that regard. Um, Boise, Idaho was absolutely incredible when it's got, you know, trails specifically for mountain bikes and, and getting around town. So that was a fun place to bike. Bend, Oregon also um, was super cool to bike along the river in that area. Uh, Boulder has, you know, there's interstate systems just for bikes out there. It's really incredible in Colorado. Oh, wow. um, so, so we try to at least hike and or bike in every area that we go through. We usually also um, try to support a local business. Usually, it's a it's a local restaurant. Um, not always, um, but we you know we're foodies. We love to try new dishes. And actually, when we started this journey, we we were vegan for the most part. Um, we are what you might call cheating vegans at this point. We have uh, indulged in some some meats and some dairies and some things that we didn't really ever eat at all just because why not? You know, you, hey, you, you only live once. And- I'm proud of you guys, man. Cause when you get out and see all those places, you gotta, you gotta have the tastes of the locale, man. Exactly. Yeah. 
some of these places are known for their ribs or their barbecue or whatever. So, so we have enjoyed that. Now that also gets expensive when you're spending money at, at restaurants, um, on a regular basis or a local coffee shop. That's the fun thing is almost every town has at least one little local coffee shop. Um, certainly there's plenty in the Seattle area, which is the home of Starbucks. There's all sorts of competitors up there. Um, but, um, so yeah, we try to hike, bike, and, and support a local business at every place we go. Past that, you know, a lot of it you can see from the road. You don't, you don't have to stop to see some of the, the sites other than to maybe, you know, pull off to an overlook or something and, and take some pictures. But for the most part, we spend at least a day or two in each place. Some of the spots we knew we want to spend, you know, a few days or a week. Um, but we, you know, we're trying to pack as much in as we can right now while we still have money in our account. Um, and then really, again, with the goal being, let's see as much of the country as we can right now so we can determine, A, what we really want to do with our lives and B, where in this awesome world we want to do it. Now, as it is because of COVID-19, we can't go to a lot of other countries right now. So we... We are, you know, staying in this country and uh, traveling on our own. But we found some great, some really great places, and we are, you know, I don't want to say necessarily narrowing down where we want to live, but we have a good idea of of what sort of culture we're looking for, and maybe what, maybe even geographically where we'd like to be. I got to tell you, Sam, Idaho blew us away. We, you know, there were a couple things we wanted to see in Idaho, and including the, the Southeast National Forest, which is a dark snow reserve where you can just look at the stars all night long because there's no light pollution. Um, that was great. But Boise was also incredible. The natural hot springs that are located in seemingly every pocket of the, the state was really, really memorable for me. I, I've just never experienced that. Have you ever been to a natural hot springs, not a place where it's piped in and it looks like you're sitting in a hot tub, but a, a natural out in the woods hot spring. Have you ever experienced that? No, no, that would be. Oh, cool. put it on your bucket list. It is, it is fantastic. Yeah. And usually there's different pools. So there's, there's the really hot ones that only the, you know, the toughest people in the crowd will go in. Then there's the, there's the normal heat. It feels like a hot tub and there's a warm one. And sometimes there's, it is usually a cold one as well because there's a nearby river or whatever that's feeding into it. And then you have these ones where the hot springs and the cold river are kind of melding together. So you can lay in this, in this body of water and you feel the hot and the cold at the same time. The water's crystal clear. Um, and at, at most of the ones we visited in Idaho, we were the only ones there. I mean, we had them to ourselves. You have to hike a little bit to get out to them, but totally worth it. So Idaho was just, everybody says, you know, known for the potatoes, which, which we laugh at now because <laughs> there's way more to Idaho than just, just the spuds. So that was, that was kind of the top of the list for us. But we're very excited about New Mexico, where we're heading tomorrow. Um visiting with uh, with one of Whitney's friends there and doing some sightseeing around Santa Fe and, the, um, and then traveling to kind of backtracking a little bit to Sedona, Arizona, which we're also very excited about. Um, eventually jumping into the Grand Canyon. Well, I shouldn't, shouldn't word it like that, I don't guess. Um, visiting the Grand Canyon <laughs> um, with Bill Vino jumping in. Um, and, uh, and then continuing from there. So it's, it's been a, it's been a, just a, a blessing of a trip so far 
And um, now, do you do you have a specific time that you think you'll wrap it up? Or I mean, what do you, what are your what are your plans? So we know that we we don't we don't have to be we're expected to be in Williamsburg, Virginia, for a family vacation the very end of the year. So a few days after Christmas, we're getting together with with um, her family and mine. And so we are planning to trek back to the East Coast um, around Christmas time. So whether or not that's the end of our travels has yet to be determined. Well, it's not going to be the end of our travels. We're planning to go spend some time down in Florida uh, in January because that's where Whitney's from in the Miami area. So we'd like to go spend some time with her mom in January, which is apparently a great time to be uh, in, in oh, southern yeah. Florida, while it's cold in most of the U.S. Um, but we, when we started this adventure almost three months ago, we said we'd like to travel for about six months and get a feel for what we want to do and where we want to do it. So I'd say by the end of January, we will be having very serious conversations about what's next for us and, and where it's, where it's going to happen, maybe even before then. But that's the plan right now. Williamsburg, Virginia for uh, basically a, a New Year's Eve celebration with family, a New Year's celebration, and then um, South Florida to start the year. And then who knows, by Valentine's Day 2021, we may be set up shop in a, in a totally new place with a career path. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in Idaho, yeah. Well, hard to say. Um, man, that's really awesome to hear. You kind of put your feet in the sand in all kinds of different areas and, and, and getting a feel for what it's like to, to, to be all over the country and see the great wonders that is, you know, is the United States. I told some people that, and so far this has been, has not come true, but one of the things I wanted to do for my wife, Ying and I for, um, like a, same thing, kind of like a honeymoon, because we didn't really do one. And well, now we've got two kids, so this may never happen. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to, where she's, you know, Chinese, and she, I would say this isn't just for someone that's foreign. I think it's good, as you are now finding out too, people that are born and raised in the U.S. that haven't trekked, you know, just driven across the country to see how vast and how unique and amazing that the United States is. It's got so much yeah. to offer just from like a, you know, the geography, the landscape, the the culture in all these different places. It's unbelievable. And I thought, you know, it's it would, incredible. Yeah. It would show her and it would show me again. You know, I did it that one time, but I think, I think everybody should do it. I mean, I know it's a, it's about impossible to get, in a position that you can do it for that length of time. And I think it's amazing. And you guys are so blessed um, that you're able to do it and you're able to do it while you're young and healthy and fit. And um, I'm glad to hear that you've really had a good time of it so far. Uh, It has been, it has been really great. I give all the credit to, to my, my wife, here who is in the van with me right now though she was the one who came up with this what well, seemed like a crazy idea at first but then everything aligned properly with with her leaving her job my job kind of you know ending and our lease being up all at the same time and we had just inherited this van so we said yeah let's let's 
finish the renovation and take our show on the road. And like I said, we talked about working. She actually worked remotely for the first couple of weeks, but it was, it, we quickly found out that it was not as easy for her to enjoy the travels while still balancing this, you know, daily grind of being online. And we have to be in a place where we have good Wi-Fi and, and yeah, all that. You end up and driving fine. around trying to make sure you're somewhere where she can do it instead of like, right. like the point of your trip is kind of lost. It makes it more complicated. Yeah. Right. And, and exactly. You lose an element to the travels there, especially in our case when we're, we're trying to figure out what we want to do, like I said, um, and where we want to do it. So you don't want to, you don't want to, in our case, it didn't make sense for her to continue that job. And, and so she, she wrapped it up pretty quick and, you know, ended things on good terms. It was just a temp job anyway. Um, but it's been great to just travel and just, you know, we kind of have our own schedule of things that we want to do. Obviously the things we need to do, we go to laundromats on a regular basis and, and do our laundry and we, we still shower. We have a, a planet fitness uh, membership that where we can go to any planet fitness in the country. And has that been working out well? Cause that was one of my questions. How should, I mean, I asked you that yeah. in the first one about hygiene. Have you guys stayed pretty, I mean, has it been fairly normal? Yes. Yeah. As far as yeah, I mean, we're not showering every day by any means, or even every other day. But um, we, you know, have grown used to each other's lovely stench, I suppose. And <laughs> no, we we actually one of the things we do is we have um, there's a couple of different brands, Dude Wipes, and then there's one called Trailblazer Wipes, which are these like heavy duty moisture wipes that are in a prepackaged thing, and you just pull them out, and you can you can kind of bathe yourself by wiping off whatever areas you want of your body, you know, your face, mm-hmm. your armpits, you take it from there. Um, and so it's, it's not, a, you're not cleaning your whole body, obviously, but you can, you can stay uh, a little fresh smelling, um, when you need to, plus they're nice for camping, especially after a day of, of hiking, you want to wipe the sweat off or whatever it may be. You can use those, um, so those have been nice. And then, like I said, the Planet Fitness memberships. Planet Fitnesses are everywhere. Yeah. So we just pop into there and, and take a shower. Usually we actually, because we get so much lower body workout, biking and hiking, when we do go to Planet Fitness, we, we try to do uh, like a 30-minute circuit of, of upper body workouts right before we shower. So so we're not, you know, just just getting jacked from the waist down. We're, yeah, uh, we're trying to stay fit all the way around. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and not only that, it keeps you looking, you know, like you're not just walking in there to take a shower too. You're like, oh yeah, these people worked out too. Right, right. We don't want those people who are just walking into Planet Fitness just to use the shower. <laughs> Although I'm sure those people. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, um, Jay, uh, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, We've almost hit about forty minutes. I'm trying, I, 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 they've been lasting all over the place, but um, and I know that it sounds like I'm abruptly ending this, but uh, are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just you know say this for for anybody who has ever wanted to to travel, I would say jump at the opportunity if you can take more than a week or two off work. If you can do a month, yeah, do it travel, see everything you can, especially if you live on the East coast, go out West because there's so much to see and do. It is, it is just incredible. And like I said, you can drive through a lot of these places, get out, take a picture, mark it off your bucket list and then move on. You don't have to spend that much time when it comes to the actual, um, you know, 
the spots you're in, just just travel. I would recommend it to yeah. anybody. It's been well, th- it's been great. Yeah. On that note, Ying and I have I've been on a big push here recently to I've been thinking about getting a camper. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna wait until maybe. Owen is five or six or something. The kids need to be a little bit older, but I think I've now convinced myself. I, you know, I just don't really care. It's nice to go to the beach and things, but I'm more of a, I'd like to travel around to different places and, and see, you know, all kinds of nature, um, and get away (laughs) from like all the hustle and bustle. And I think that it would, it would benefit my children and, my wife and I just to, to get away, to go and park in one of these places. And I know that it's kind of cheating, I guess, having a nice camper, but at least it's, you know, you're just taking a step back. Right. Well, and if you, if you are hiking or biking or all of that, I mean, you're not only improving your physical health, but your mental health, um, your spiritual health can improve through all of this. As you spend time out in nature, it's just really been beneficial for us as yeah. a whole. And so I'm, I'm really glad that we did this. Well, like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys did too. Um, like I said, I'm jealous. I think I said that the first uh, time I talked to you <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that I hope you guys take something amazing. I'm sure you have several amazing things from this and it's brought you even closer to each other. And, um, you know, I look forward to hearing more about your story sometime in the future. Maybe I'll give you a call when it's all said and done and uh, I, I should give we'll you a call it. or talk to you anyway, not just record our conversations yeah, yeah. all the time. That's kind of weird, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jay, I've, I've, I've really in, enjoyed, enjoyed hearing what all you've done and I'm glad that things are working out and you didn't drive out and the van explode and you, you guys had to come back after a couple of <laughs> weeks. You know? There was, all, you know, it could have no. been anything. Um, that's true. That's true. I, I've enjoyed the conversation too. And I, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. So I hope that, uh, everybody listening to this has enjoyed the conversation and Jay, uh, thank you. Take it easy. Uh, tell Whitney that we all said, Hey, and, uh, enjoy the rest of your travels and be safe. All right. Thank you, Sam. Good yeah. talking to you. Yeah, no problem. See you.